0: Hello and welcome to episode 8 of This A for Life. I'm Alison Smirnoff and I'm joined once again by Julia Kiera.
1: Hi, how are you going?
0: I'm pretty good actually. That was hands down the best weekend of AFLW footy we've seen.
1: Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Lots of close games. But I've got to say I'm just holding it together because I think my anticipatory grief is already starting. Like oh. I'm just mourning it being gone before it's actually gone. <laughs> just keep thinking what am I doing with my life and three weekends time and yeah but yeah that was pretty amazing pretty amazing each game just was thrilling and there was so much to it and yeah
0: i mean we'll we'll get to each game but i remember the final siren went after the carlton bulldogs game i was like that's the best game i've seen yeah (laughs) and then and the siren went saturday night yeah that's that's the the best best game game i've seen
1: and that one point one pointer in, uh, Fremantle. in Fremantle. free Fremantle, yeah. It wasn't yeah. bad either. Yeah, and they're all, all close games. Mm. It's brilliant. And, you know, started with an upset on mm. Friday night. So, it was a, yeah, it was a great round. And look, if you haven't been converted by now, you are unconvertible. Yes. Well done. Well done. You are just pure as the driven snow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that brings us to the first game of round five, which was GWS Giants v Melbourne out at Blacktown. Yep. I'm still in traffic, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Has it started? <laughs> well, there was uh, – we did have to talk about this earlier today. Uh, Lou Stevenson was on SEN radio on the weekend and uh, her parents' flight was delayed mm. and they ended up having to catch a cab from Sydney Airport at, mm-hmm. out to Blacktown. It cost them t- upwards of 250 bucks, mm-hmm. and oh, wow. uh, had they had a cab charge? Yes, and they got there during the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> but – at least I uh, saw her the end of her first game yeah. and her first win,
1: and it was good to see her back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was good to see her in to start yeah. with. You know, the uh, GWS started the year with no marquees and one priority pick down in in her, and now they've got Emma Swanson back in, and and she's back in, and you know, Emma Swanson finished the game with the ball in her hand, and yeah, so uh, it's 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 good for them that they're starting to get these players back on the park and look they deserve to win that game they adjusted to the conditions they, sure they did. um scored quickly um i i think i said last week that i i felt that they had missed Barclay the the week that um mm. she was suspended and she gets the first goal cuz she kept her feet in the um you know it was a quick transition she keeps her feet her opponent doesn't um, yeah good on them but melbourne the I, I don't know if I could face any of those Melbourne girls. I think they would be very disappointed. Oh that. yeah,
0: I've uh yeah, no, I've not reached out <laughs> this week. I was playing it <laughs> playing it very low key. Yeah. But I'm sure they would be hurting knowing knowing some of those girls that play for Melbourne, they would be absolutely filthy. Mm. But like you said, you know, GWS got the jump and in mm. those conditions playing catch up footy, it's just yeah, yeah it's just a nightmare.
1: No, and um Oh look I watched the last quarter um earlier today and god it's frustrating you know, Yeah. Melbourne just had so many set shots um and didn't didn't manage to get any of them um and credit to the GWS defense you know held up it's not like they they had you know gimme set shots they were all kind of 30 40 out all on angles but still you know you you would hope that one of those four or five would um would go through but jeez Jess Delpos. oh dally she is i don't know how this this is a compliment, but it's not going to sound like one. She is just neat and tidy <laughs> you know she just gets the ball and throws it on her left and does these neat little kicks in like in a millisecond yeah um and you know even though everyone knows she's a left footer, you're just so used to As an opponent, you know, you're so used to adjusting for right footers that that split second, you know, she just squeezes those kicks out Mm. so beautifully. She got 19 possessions, 13 contested. Yeah, she was incredible. Seven tackles. Um, Yeah, she was incredible. I just felt like it was like watching Melbourne from round one. Mm. They weren't adjusting. I had a look today at the stats and, and it's pretty even in terms of the possessions for kicks so even kicks even tackles e- even hitouts between the two teams but M- melbourne have 30 34 more handballs mm. yeah they and it's that overuse yeah. overuse in the wet conditions um you know and it, when you watch that first quarter they've got the ball for the however first however many minutes and 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 it just takes a quick transition from gws for them to get a goal and they, and, and then they did it again and then they've got you know Going into quarter time, they've got a two goal lead, and then Melbourne are just trying to claw it back. I yeah, I th- I think that the that nice kind of um, you know spotting up your targets and getting the nice clean kicks out that Melbourne are trying to do can't it doesn't lend itself to that kind of weather. No, wet weather. The ball, you know, you could see the ball when it hit the turf kind of skid up, and a splash of water come up comes up. So, yeah, look, and, and with such a short season, Melbourne have t- played two games in this wet condition and it yeah it does seem, Same you know, in a long unfair. season, those things even themselves out generally, but in a short season and with a short game, um you know, you, you might feel a little bit cheated yes. if you're a Melbourne supporter. But, but that is nature. That is, you know, yeah, there's nothing you can do about mm. that. And,
0: and another common denominator... ...in this game was that Brooke Patterson didn't play. And we have spoken about her yeah. ability to be in the right spots as a defender. Yeah. And perhaps, you know, she may have been able to cut off... ...some of those quick uh, yeah. transitions by, you know, by GWS.
1: Yeah, she's always in the right spot. Yeah, and there were times when Melbourne looked quite exposed. Um, mm, yep. Yeah. Well, Brooke, Geez. Hope you get better. Yeah, hope you get better soon. <laughs>
0: but as you said about the weather and they're going up to play in Darwin in the mm. in the wet season, so hopefully it's not another weather-affected game.
1: Yeah. And look, they've had two games slip, slip through their fingers because, um, because of weather, so I would be thinking that the coaches and the leadership group are really going th- – pouring over what they need to pour over this week to adjust – well, I reckon the sprinklers are we on at training this yeah. week too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But having said that, that Jazz Grierson oh she's amazing. Her, she, when you look at her kicks and her how she kind of um, marks a ball, uh, catches a ball from a handball, it does not look like it's a wet ball. Mm. And then she kicks a ball, and then it lands, and the water sprays up. <laughs> but it's like she's in this little dry bubble. She's um. Her disposal use in the first quarter is magic. Yeah, so look, Melbourne would be very disappointed, but GWS, good on you. How exciting to get that win at home. Um, I think we spoke maybe a couple of podcasts ago about p- players that might be, you know, in the hunt for the women's best and fairest, and I reckon that Jessie Dell. Oh, yeah, she'd be right up there. She'd be right up there because, uh, you know... she. Every week maybe she only had one quieter week mm. but she'd be getting votes most weeks, so I'd love to see that happen oh, but yeah. I don't want to jinx her. <laughs> because I think I jinxed Melbourne by last <laughs> <I> week talking <laughs> like this game was a given and then it wasn't. So yeah, I was so about that.
0: We I think we collectively may have jinxed Melbourne. Sorry, yeah. Soz so guys. So.
1: <laughs> well, but even even the commentators at the beginning of the game were talking about how they just you know it was a percentage game for them. They had to get their percentage back. So Yeah. There is never that game is never in the bag until...
0: The siren goes and you're in front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like you said, great for the competition that, mm. uh, that GWS is on the ward and that just leaves Frio.
1: Mm. Who would have thunk it?
0: Saturday morning, stunning day at Icon Park. Carlton took on the Western Bulldogs and they held on by six points in the end. But I have to say... Ripper of a game, the highest score, AFLW score to date, but just beautiful, open, Mm. free-flowing footy. It was a great game to watch.
1: It was a great game to watch. Even from the first quarter, there were just lots of goals being scored. Um, It was good to see Jamie Lambert back in in kind of looking a bit um,
0: uninhibited. Is
1: that the word? <laughs> no, I mean like unhindered, unhindered, unhindered by injury. Is mm, that a word? Mm. Um, you know, she she does this amazing goal, from about forty out, yep. on a quite a tight angle, um, and she got yeah she got a lot of the ball, so it was good to see her back out there. Ellie Blackburn three first half goals. Yeah, God, incredible, she, incredible. And there's one the, the the best goal is where she um, she takes a mark. There's a quick kick out of the middle and she takes a mark. She's outside 50. She's just on the edge of the square. And I remember watching it and, and Hosking is her direct opponent in that moment. And Ali Blackburn takes the mark and Hosking kind of pauses for a moment like, I'm going to stand the mark. And I remember watching it going, don't pause <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because she's not pausing. Yeah. She's going to turn around and go and ping it from 50 because we know she can do that. And yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a beautiful goal. Um, but when you when I was watching, I was like, no, 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 don't don't worry about running over the mark. There's no mark. <laughs> yeah, she's, gonna, she's gonna play <laughs> she's on. She's gonna play on. <laughs> um, we've seen um, a couple of rising stars come out of that game as well. Yeah,
0: two blues, Bella Air and Tilly Lucas Rod both mm-hmm. got the rising star nomination this week. Bella Air, I think that game against Melbourne and Casey, she's, it's just all fallen into place for her. Yeah, and that can sometimes happen with forwards. I remember 2011 Grand Final. Tom J- Hawkins? Tom Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of I think that hit the post. That was that <laughs> was uh that was two thousand and nine. Oh damn, I mean. okay. But twenty eleven <laughs> he um he just kinda of stamped his authority, he took mm. a whole heap of contested marks, kicked about three goals and just announced himself to the competition and sometimes you just that you kind of have to have a bit of a statement game. I think she had a statement game last week and mm. it's fallen into place for her.
1: Yeah. Well, that was last year with Boyd as well. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and she's... Look, she did a few things where I was like, wow, you're, you, you've you got it above the shoulders. There's once where she um, she marks a ball around 45 and she turns straight away to play on and and there are two players coming right at her bulldogs players and she manages to release the ball just before they get her and sh- they crunch it mm. but it doesn't affect her kick or her thinking and you know she's only 18 and to be you know you're playing against people that are much older than you they've got more pre-seasons in them and yeah that that was great she shanked that last yeah. goal which was such a shame <laughs> you know it w- you know it would've been nice to see her get three um and Tilly Lucas has had a few good weeks in a row. You think sometimes with the rising stars, it's like oh, they they have a little list and they wait. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. they can't pick them. They can't put them all in each week. But she, yeah. you know, might have been a bit stiff to to miss it previous weeks. But again, she's getting a lot of the ball and she's really smart. She spots mm. up her targets. She finds herself in good spots. Takes marks. I, yeah, I like watching her. And it's funny. Like I was slightly
0: surprised when she. It's like, oh, she's 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 under 21 too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's names that you're kind of familiar with and you think they've been around for a while. And no. I mean, she probably has been playing footy for quite a while, but yeah. she's mm. yeah.
1: still so young. Yeah, still so young. But look, Darcy was on show. She, she only got five possessions. Oh, she made them count, though. She made them count, yeah. Those three goals, like they each highlight real goals. Yeah. And, and I think that each goal just shows that. Darcy can read the drop of the ball mm. better than anyone else. You know, that big specky she takes is because sh- she knows where it's going to land and she starts off at the point post. She doesn't start in the pack. She's nah. no fool. There's one where she, you know, she's I think she's beside Hannah Scott but then she reads that it's going over the back earlier and then that one where she robes off the back of the pack. Yeah. And she is, like I, I think I mentioned in the first – after the first round That she's got that Eddie Betts quality to her And that yeah. she can take marks But she can rove Yeah yeah. Um, and not a lot of forwards do both so well um, And god she's good to watch But I have to say that I saw maybe a dozen people in the crowd Wearing her t-shirt Wearing the <laughs> How cool uh, was that? When you laugh together <laughs> Because you know you're going to sp- smash the Patriarch Which was so cool Including a woman who was on the tram with me uh, On the way home And I just want to it on the record that Darcy can spell, yes, that is a joke. Yep. The when you blah 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 together, that's a joke, yes. <laughs> she's trying to be gangster, yeah. Cool. <laughs> she's being cool with the kids. So, I've seen a few people saying, Oh, I can't look at it, the grammar and the spelling, and I'm like, No, it's no, she's yeah. joking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look last week I, I mentioned that i i um like it when going forward players just ping it to the goal square and they just from wherever they are whether it's a that they just ping it to the goal square in the hope that maybe it'll go through but otherwise you're putting it to um the advantage of um your teammate and we saw that with brazal she Mm. she gets a 50 meter penalty which i'll talk about in a sec but then she just pings it from outside 50 it bounces bizarrely from where we were sitting it looked like it bounced almost backwards yeah and then kate (laughs) sheila yeah (laughs) yeah sorry i've been waiting to do that (laughs) kung fu kicks it through yeah (laughs) um yeah, because you just put your opponent under so much pressure. Yeah. Um, and I saw that a few times. You know, um, a few times throughout the weekend, you just ping it to the goal square, and someone will run onto it, and if not, you've really un- unsettled the your um, yeah. opponent. But going back to that fifty meter penalty, I rewatched that today. So, so what happens is, um, Kimberly Ebb gets tackled by Brazil, mm-hmm. and um, it's a you know it's. She gets tackled really quickly and she gets pinged for holding the ball. Then Libby Birch has the ball in her hand as, and kind of Gab Pound kind of half takes the ball off Libby. And so Libby lets go of the ball as does Gab Pound. And then she gets pinged for a 50-minute penalty because she doesn't hand the ball back. Mm. And the commentators kind of say, oh, that's unforgivable. But I don't think if they watch the replay, it looks like Libby got stiffed. <laughs> <laughs> and the gap pound's been a little... Uh, cheeky. A little cheeky. I don't know if it was on purpose, but it's a split second. And, yeah, it's a 50-metre penalty and a shot on goal like that is such a harsh penalty mm. for something that's like this weird miscommunication. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so... But we've seen a lot of 50 metres paid for not giving the ball back mm. after a free. Um, but there were
0: some other bizarre free kicks in that game. Yeah. And a couple of them were the third man up rule yes where yeah. the boundary throw in has gone astray yeah and hit a player <laughs> <laughs> randomly
1: yeah and the bulldogs got a goal out of it yeah well uh, number 1 fan megmac Meg got, got a goal yeah <laughs> no that look, oh, look unfortunately i think th- these examples are going to be what are used then in umpire training school <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to then to tighten up that rule yeah cuz it was ridiculous yeah
0: because I think, not that I watch men's footy anymore, but yeah. <laughs> I think it happened apparently yeah, it in did. the men's game. Yeah. And so, um, you would think the AFL would, would look at it. If it's, I mean, if it hits you, <laughs> you're not contesting the ball and it hits you in the back. It's yeah. hardly... No, I know.
1: It's, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's when they take literal interpretations of the rule, mm. I think, it. it that makes fans tear their hair out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right.
1: I remember one, and, but there's lots of things like that. I remember once playing a game where I was standing still, and an umpire changed direction and ran into me, <laughs> and I gave away. And I gave away free. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, and I wasn't looking at them. Um, like I was looking at the ball at and the play. Era, yeah, but, um, yeah. But I gave away free because it's literally you're not allowed to touch the umpire. That is a literal rule. You're not allowed to touch them, even if you are the Immovable object. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh enough of my footy career. But un- um unfortunately we did see that Nat Exxon Valdez uh ran aground there. <coughs> see what I did? I did. Um <laughs> And she has broken her ankle we've yeah. seen today. And watching it again, so she gets tackled, kind of awkwardly, as she's going in for a shot on goal. She's clearly hurt afterwards, but she kind of stumbles around. She then takes another kick. Yeah. She stays on the ground for a while, and then after half time, she comes back on the ground, <laughs> and then departs. But yeah, we found out today she broke her ankle. She's a she's a tough cookie. She is a tough nut, mm. but you know, I don't know what kind of bones you've got there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, but we look. We hope you have a speedy recovery. Broken yep. bones are better than broken than torn ligaments. Just putting it out there. So yeah. we hope it's a nice, neat little mm. fracture. It's just a little fracture, not even a break. Not just a l- split. Yeah, just a little split, and that you're um you'll be back round one, Darabin. Mm. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. You've got about six weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, but look, she's had a great season. She has. Um, she's such a kind of. She does those koala tackles where she just, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she gets on the back of the opponent and all, doesn't let him go. All limbs all limb wrapped around. All limbs just nuggety little, rah, you're not getting away from me. And um, she's so fast and her skills are so good. It's hard to believe that this is just kind of her second year playing footy. She hasn't even played a full year. Mm. She only played half a year here in mm-hmm. Darabin last year. So, um, you know, she's got enormous potential. So hopefully we'll see her all healed up in yes. a few months' time.
0: Yeah. The Blues might be. Uh, might Miss her run and carry actually on the uh, wide expanses of main Stadium, but yeah. we'll, uh, we'll talk about that game a bit later. Uh, so we we kind of uh, did something a little bit different this week. We we went to the Western Bulldogs' rooms
1: yeah, after we went, the game. We went to the non-winners' rooms, and mm. I've got to say, the administrators seemed shocked that we were there, <laughs> and um, we got the third degree. We did. <laughs> Get out of the way. Get out of the way. There's not much room here. Yeah. Can you please be back?
0: Yes. Half a step. Half a step. Yeah. (laughs) Next to the Portaloos. (laughs) Um, But the rationale was that the Bulldogs are interstate for the last two games of the season and we desperately wanted to talk to our number one fan, Meg McDonald. Yeah. Here's Meg. Okay. We're in the Western (laughs) Bulldogs rooms with Meg McDonald. (laughs) Oh, mate. Rooms is a stretch. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The corridor. The yeah, corridor next the corridor to the,
0: the portaloos. Portaloos. Yeah,
2: That's right. Um, how are you feeling after that? A bit emotional, to be honest. I so close yet so far. I think emotional for a number of reasons. Emotional because my back's a bit sore. <laughs> emotional because we lost by a goal. Um, yeah, just losing sucks. To put it really simply. Um, yeah. But it looked like... But, but, <laughs> but, sorry, here we go, <laughs> but satisfied like satisfied that we finally, that was the best four-quarter effort we've had and we had some things that began to work that had it in the past few weeks in terms of structures and the way we're trying to play and ultimately that had been our focus, so um, especially tomorrow and during the week, I'm sure that will be the prevailing feeling. Right now, I'm a bit disappointed, yeah.
0: It looked like you kind of, the shackles were off a little bit. You're playing with a bit more freedom and um, using the space of the ground a bit more. Personally
2: or the team? The, the team. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that was one of our focuses, that while we are we want to move the ball quickly and that sort of thing, sometimes we get a bit ahead of ourselves and we get to half forward and um, sort of gone too far too quickly. So maybe using a bit more width, especially on such a fat ground like this, was um, the way we tried to play and the way we... Sounds like we did. Hannah, watch the replay.
1: 16 aside on a scorching hot day looks
2: particularly cruel. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I thought I'd gone a bit hard in the warm up. I got back in and I was like, oh my god. And when I first came off in the first goal, it would have been like six minutes in, I thought, I'm cooked here. Um, You get used to it. I actually quite like the heat, but um, there's certainly the, yeah. (laughs) And the ball's 30 metres away and you're like, there's no one within that. I'm the closest. Um, I need to go here. But yeah, maybe it allows for that what you're talking about, that width and um, a bit more room to move. So quite day though, winter sport. <laughs> yeah, is it
0: hard though? Because you don't train in it. I mean, you train in the evening. Is it? You just kind of can't prepare.
2: Yeah, I guess you're trying to remember through um, December, January when we were training and we were training and we were running in it. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't think it was too. It was particularly hard. I guess as, as I say, it's same for everyone. So um, maybe unless you're a bit like Nat Exxon, it's a little bit harder but yeah, it was alright. Just a conditioned athlete like myself. No worries. Well, it's so good to see you out there. You took a lovely one-handed mark for your highlight reel. Yeah, as long as we cut the footage right there. And what happened after is just, nah. I, I not I was, you try not to be aware of how you're going. You know, you always looking to the next contest, that sort of thing. But I thought, I'm going to have to clunk a few here because um, we need to score quickly. Which we, uh, we, two weeks in a row, we've had a run at the end and haven't quite got there. But, yeah. I will watch the, I will watch the replay of the one headed march just for my own ego. <laughs> but, yeah. But there was almost in that
1: last 30 seconds, not to rub it in, but you were standing on your own right out front of goal and I think I was just I was like, waiting for um, the Bulldogs to get the ball and do a quick kick out to you, just a repeat of last week with Rocky Cranston.
2: I know, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> yep the contest was on and I was like, oh, I just got it in your hands. Um, it kind of dribbled forward but um, who was it, Lawinsley was there and as it crossed the line, the siren went and here we are. Um, so yeah, it took so
0: a couple of weeks to crack into the team, yeah. held your spot this week.
2: Yeah. Did you feel
0: a little bit more comfortable out there this week or same feeling going in? Um,
2: yeah, similar feeling going in, I, yeah ultimately similar feeling, I don't know, um, I hadn't been too nervous going in because I was pretty aware that as soon as I get really excited, I'll probably, nerves will come with that, so I was trying to keep it low key. Um, cliche, cliche, focus on the little goals, get your hands on the ball, but not even that, just compete, contest, um, and go from there. But I get nervous, about the pre-game addresses when I start to get a little bit nervous, um, but I was really excited actually, not to give it too much of a wrap. I haven't played, I've known Asta for two years now and I've played maybe two games with her so I was really excited to, I knew going in that we'd be forward together so that was um, good and, and not that I felt it, I was probably the, the main tool last week, my first game which was, I just like sharing it more with, with Asta this time around and she's such a good communicator and um, such a presence so that was, uh, was the main point of excitement for this week.
0: So next game off to Queensland to take Mm. on the Lions, your coach last week said after the game that in a funny way he was really looking forward to getting the team away together Mm. and he was kind of disappointed that it happened so late in the season. Are you you looking forward to going on the road?
2: Yeah, definitely. I get a day off on Friday. it's good. Road trips are fun, or plane trips, or you're going to feel like a real pro, going to, um, getting the group together and going to the airport and that sort of thing. I love airports, just as a side note. <laughs> love a bit of travel. Um, it'll be good. We all get on really well off-field. Um, so while the focus in the past few weeks has been trying to get that camaraderie and that sort of thing happening on-field, um, it's never been an issue off-field from pretty early on in the pre-season. So that'll be fun. It'll feel like... Um, I guess being at Witten, we were getting, in, you know, we were there for training, and then it's trying to get the mindset changed a little bit for the weekend when it's the game um, to switch into a different gear. That's probably a bit easier today, um, going to a different ground, and then even more so going up to play um, Brizzy, possibly undefeated.
0: Well, Meg, thank you for your time after tough loss, and uh, yes.
2: Oh God, that badge is so it's just it's I am.
0: For the listeners, I am actually wearing my Meg McDonald badge. I uh, tweeted a photo of me wearing it, submitting my nomination for number one ticket holder for the Meg McDonald fan club. It
2: is hotly contested. It's, it's hotly <laughs> contested,
0: so I'm just getting. Oh, my sister's
2: still out there. Uh,
0: <laughs> waiting to get the you know the tick off from from Meg, but we'll mm. see.
2: Okay. Well, you have it. You have it. You have that badge. And, uh, oh, thank you. She it's can't even get my number on it.
0: It's an honour. Anyway. All right. All right. Thanks, girls. Thanks, mate. Such good sport, Meg. Thank you Mm. so much for that after a tough loss. Mm. Brings us to the third game uh, of round five, Fremantle v. Collingwood over in, in WA. Collingwood snuck home by Mm. a point. Again, similar to the Melbourne game, Frio had all the play in the last quarter and just could not land that knockout punch.
1: Yeah, look, it's... Well, well, this is one way in which it's the same as men's footy. (laughs) 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 Um, Inefficient, inaccurate kicking for goal uh, will punish you. Mm. And Collingwood kicked 5-2 to 4-7. So, look, a one-point win. Now Collingwood have won two on the trot. Um, you know, good on them. That um, Jess Cameron, God, I like her. Yeah, she's
0: she's uh, she's a good footballer.
1: Yeah, she is a really good footballer. Um, you know, she sets up Mo's first goal. She just does these. She just always looks inboard, or she looks outboard. She always is turning her body on an angle and spotting up a target where, um, you know, her opponents aren't aren't looking there. And, and yeah, she's just smart. Um. But, look, at the beginning you thought, okay, yeah, Freer, it's going to happen here for Freer. Like, Sharp does this great handball inboard to Donnellan. I said Donnellan last week. To Donnellan and, you know, the captain kicks the first goal. And so you think, yep, it's going to happen. (laughs) But, yeah, Collingwood just, yeah, we're just stringing it together. And and there there were contributors from all over the ground for for Collingwood as Mm. well.
0: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Alicia Eva and we – we chatted to her last week, mm. but again this week she, you know, she's a team player, yeah. sacrificing her game to an extent to to curb the influence of Donnellan, um, who wasn't as influential as she's been, I don't think. Yeah. Um. But you know, crucially also got on the scoreboard herself, and like you mentioned, that attacking kick to the goal square, yeah. and she sprinted.
1: Well, she, she does the first kick to Jazz Garner. Yeah. And then Garner yeah, pings it and she get she's on the end of it. Yeah. But sprints yeah.
0: from the centre circle yep. on yep. it like and it looked like <laughs> pretty tough hot conditions. Yeah. Um she's um she's but she's played a bit of a similar role two weeks in a in a row. She she was on Emma Carney last week and, mm. and again on, on Donald and so she's kind of it's almost like she's added a little extra string to her bow.
1: Yeah, and she's a smart footballer. You yeah. can tell she's played it from a junior. Um, because, yeah, she just does that instinctive stuff without thinking. Um, her skills are lovely. Yeah, she's a great player. That game I really loved watching um, Stacey Livingston and Nick Stevens. Yeah, They are s- – I just love watching them in one-on-ones. You know, mm. they, um, you know, take great intercept marks. They're really good users of the ball bouncing out of the back line. Um, and they – yeah, Nick Stevens cut off quite a few yeah. forward entries for Frio. Um, you kind of get the feeling though
0: that Frio are getting closer. Yeah, they're getting closer to to stringing it together and, and mm. getting that win.
1: Yeah, they are. I just think that their spread of elite talent is is thinner than in other teams, mm. um, and so they're relying on um, girls that don't quite have it yet.
0: Do you think it's um, probably a little bit of inexperience as well, just kind of that slight lack of composure? And I know that, you know, Sharp, she's had a, she's had a great season so far and she's got a Rising Star nomination, but mm. she, she takes that mark, you know, inside 30, mm. has an opportunity to go back and take the shot and she tries to play on yeah. with a handball, it gets turned over. Mm. Um, do you think it's just a bit of inexperience?
1: I th- yeah, I think – yeah, definitely. And, look, she's um, kind of indicative of a younger player and that she has really good weeks and then d- is quieter the next week and, and that's what happens when you're kind of growing into the game is like trying to, um, yeah, be um, – have your best game every week just kind of doesn't happen. But, look, I was actually going to talk about that. I feel like I've seen that heaps during AFLW where players have finally kind of taken an inside 50 mark and they play on. mm I, w- I wish I'd, ta- I'd written a list because <laughs> I think I've seen it heaps of times, and I don't know what it is. Whether it's uh, maybe they can't hear the umpire call the mark, or um, the directive is to always play on. Maybe they're not comfortable taking a set shot. But I've seen it heaps of times, and when the you know the crowd is there and they um, you know you see the string of possessions happening to finally get that mark, and the crowd's like yeah, and then they s- hit, see the player and they're like ugh. <laughs> I think I've seen that heaps of times. <laughs> anyway, if anyone wants to make a list and send it to us, I will happily uh, <laughs> go through them all. Um, yeah, I think I think that's part of it. But look, Frio, it's oh, they're so close, and now mm. it's heartbreaking. You know, they've had a draw, they've lost by one point. Um, you know, and that that preseason practice game, they they won convincingly. Yeah, yeah, they looked really impressive in that practice yeah. game. Yeah, and in you know in the that game at the weekend, you know Edwards and King, and I think there was a third Western Australian, were in the Collingwood side, and they those guys had quite a good game. Mm,
0: but yeah, I, I I still think they're they're getting closer, Freya.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And once again, uh, this AFL life. Budget didn't quite stretch uh, for us to get over to Perth and do a post match interview. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: Sorry, guys. If anyone wants to just call in, mm. Alison's personal number is. Yeah, oh, yes. Is 555. 5, five, five <laughs> <PL5>. <laughs>
0: Saturday night, Norwood Oval, the match of the century.
1: <laughs> not getting ahead of ourselves. No,
0: we're not getting ahead of ourselves. How good was that game? Yeah, it was good. I wanted it to go for another hour.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's times like watching games like that. I'm like, "Why the hell are these 15-minute quarters? Mm. It's not enough." Um It's not enough football. No, and and they had more in them. Um Yeah, god, what a good game. Look how good how good is Virgo in defense. Oh, she's great. She is outstanding. Randall on Taylor Harris <sighs> was I think um, – you know how the MSO occasionally takes particular things and they um, put it to music? So the, the Collingwood St Kilda draw, oh, they, yes. they played it and they played a symphony to it. Yep. I think they take footage of Randall <laughs> on Harris and I reckon they could really do something with it and I'm going to watch it. Look, sh- I feel like every week Chelsea Randall plays like a different person Yeah, depending on what her role is. Yeah, She was just this kind of – Bouncy, sprightly, <laughs> um, hard nugget of a player yeah. who was just getting in Taylor Harris's way all the time, rebounding out of defence. Um, she had 17 possessions, 11 contested. At one point in the last quarter, Taylor Harris finally gets the ball on the wing and she's about to kick the ball down the wing. And Chelsea Randall, in one action, kind of Hip and shoulder smothers her at the same time and strips her of the ball. (laughs) She is just phenomenal. I think there's no player in the competition like her. She's totally unique.
0: And I loved how at the start of the game she trots up and, you know, lines up on Taylor Harris and they're like, oh, that's a win. That's a win for Brisbane. That's a win for (laughs) Brisbane. (laughs) It's like, um... Is it? Is it? (laughs) (laughs) She was...
1: Because she may have been playing deep in defence, but she was everywhere. Yeah, she was everywhere. And she nullified Taylor Harris. Absolutely. Mm. So, I think, look, going in the next few weeks, who Brisbane are playing Carlton in the last round and... Doggies this weekend. Doggies. You know, if I were the coaches of those two clubs, I'd be looking at how they did that. Yep. And, well, I, you know, Chelsea Round was one of a kind. But what player can you... Get to do that on Taylor Harris. She's 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 written the masterclass. Yeah, um, that was absolutely phenomenal. Okay, but we'll stop talking about that. It was a it was pretty free flowing game. Yeah, um, but God, it was hard at it. Leah Kazler. amazing <laughs> Zena Zena, um, <laughs> um, yeah, just all all around the ground. Perko was great again. She kicked a couple of goals, five tackles. Um, I did think. Like across the round that I saw a lot of juggling handballs. So where like the player has um, the ball and they've been tackled and they just kind of punch the ball out of the same hand that it's in, which is an illegal handball. Yeah, that's the throw. But mm. they weren't paying them. They mm. kind of weren't paying them all weekend. Um, And there were lots of them. But if a ball hits you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst you were standing <laughs> anywhere near a throw in. You are that gone. <laughs> that is a freak. Um. Yeah, what did, what did you think of the game, Al?
0: Uh, well, it's one of those games I really wish that I had been able to watch it live because yeah. I just think it would have been just amazing to watch. It looked mm-hmm. really, really physical. Um, looking at the stats, gee, Brisbane are even. Like yeah. they're just, they are just have contributors right across the ground. Mm. But, you know back to that episode where you shared your coaching tips with us (laughs) um i I have to say i have been watching games with that in mind and uh emily bates Mm. she kicked a great left foot goal in the first quarter it was the opening goal i believe she is a left footer yeah um but there was a play in the third quarter which resulted in a lutkins goal and she's at half back she kicks on her left she runs, receives the ball, kicks the ball forward on her right, mm. right out in front of Lutkins. Lutkins runs onto it, snaps a goal. Yeah. And she – I just think she was she was phenomenal. She and was phenomenal. Kate McCarthy as well didn't oh. have a huge game, but when she got her chance, she, yeah. she just – she made it count. And to yeah. kick two goals yeah. when the team kicks five mm. is amazing.
1: Yeah, and I almost think, you know, if she – she might be like the leading goal kicker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the, the, I think Darcy's ahead on 10. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's it's fairly easy to leapfrog that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Sabrina Frederick-Trawb, mm, she didn't yeah, hit the yeah. scoreboard. She only took two marks. But she just – she had a lot of the ball yeah. and she was influential and she just kind of, you know – used her body well and yeah. just she had a physical impact on the game.
1: Yeah. And she just always is that target. Yeah. You know, it must be so reassuring when you're in the midfield or coming off half back, you know, you can see her pop it up to her. She's going to mark it or create a contest and, and scramble on the ground. Cause yeah. she can do that yeah. at her feet stuff really much,
0: well. Much like Sarah Perkins, who yeah. if she doesn't mark it, she'll bring it to ground and she'll tackle. And yeah. she got a couple of, um, well, she got a holding the ball free mm. uh, against Kasler. Yeah. Um, and, Sabrina's the same.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, Erin Phillips again. Twenty-one possessions, fifteen <sighs> contested. She, you know, you just felt like in that last five minutes, she's gonna do something here. She's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna do it again. Yeah. She's gonna pick it for fifty, um, but didn't get the chance to. But um, she almost did though. Yeah, <laughs> <She> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, she s- had a shot.
0: Yeah, like yeah. it was, she just missed.
1: Yeah, but yeah. she was still in the right spot. Yeah, she was so. Look, that was a great game. I think I said last week that I was really hoping that it would be a good game because if these two face off again in the grand final, we have seen the ultimate preview <laughs> of what it might be oh, like. Oh, absolutely. So if we could make a 25-minute quarter grand final, I'd be really into that. Mm. Um, <laughs> or at least some time on, like for goodness sake, <laughs> Yeah. I hate that. Um but, like we've spoken a bit about
0: Brisbane's marquee selections and how you know maybe originally it maybe raised a few eyebrows that mm. that they went with the two talls, but even though Taylor was kind of was pretty well beaten mm. um by by Chelsea Randall on the night, they still have that luxury mm. of moving her around, yeah, yeah, she started the fourth quarter on the wing. And then they threw her in the ruck just yep. to basically – just to get her away from Randall and mm. get her hands on the footy. And when you've got versatile tools like that, you yep. have that flexibility.
1: Yeah, yeah. And she kept going all game. Mm. Um, you know, she didn't throw a hat in the ring. Um, yeah. Look. Throw the towel in. Throw the towel in. Yeah, that's oh, – <laughs> I'm bad at metaphors. <laughs> oh, I was listening to an old episode where I say cohesiveness instead of cohesion. I apologise to our <laughs> listeners. I was once an English teacher. <laughs> Do you know that? I had to stop because of this crap. Because <laughs> um, I was educating the next generation of illiterate fools <laughs> with my terrible command of the English language. Yeah. But look, a great game. Um, you know, I've. it's not a secret that I want at least a Victorian team in the grand final. But look, if that is the grand final again... That's fine. That yeah, That's absolutely. Fine. That's a cracker. Yeah. Um, and those yeah, those teams are so good to watch. Yeah, they're so hard at it.
0: And I also want to add, if Melbourne don't make the grand final, Channel Seven, can you please have Daisy Pearce on again? Yeah. Because she is just she's fantastic. Special comments like she yeah. is just she is spot on every time.
1: Yeah, she is. Can I? You watched the telecast, I'm presuming. I did, I did. Did you watch the beginning part, the, the lead up bit? Yes. With, okay. Yes. I okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what we're, I'm about to mention? Well, she
0: actually couldn't hear the questions, but she answered them perfectly anyway.
1: Yes, but it, they both seemed to have the exact same building and the exact same two security guards in the background of each shop. <laughs> so, it looked to the viewer... That they were 10 metres apart from one another. I think they are 10 metres apart from one another. But she couldn't hear them. I, I felt that at one point Sam Lane just needed to shout the <laughs> questions at her and she would have he- heard it because of the same thing. A few minutes later, I think they um interviewed, is it Greg Phillips? Aaron Phillips' yeah. dad. And he was in the same spot. <laughs> Why can't... Can you not pan out on that on that camera and he can just get a fourth seat in your little lead yeah, thing? Yeah, maybe they don't have another seat. Maybe they don't have another seat. Yeah. So, we don't have another chair, but we'll set up a whole other camera with the mic <laughs> and the thing that doesn't work. <laughs> wow. I should get into television. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they need problem solving. Maguire Media, you <laughs> have <laughs> a, <laughs> <laughs> a new intern. Anyway, that was pretty amusing. I was watching mm. it at home with um, – A friend, and we were just like, are we all watching the same thing? (laughs) Uh, Is she supposed to be, like,
0: elsewhere? I do love it also that um, the effects mic was clearly set up right next to the Brisbane Lions supporters. (laughs) Because it sounded like the stadium was full Mm, of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Whilst we're talking about commentary and the um, telecast, today – it sounds like I didn't have a busy day. I did. Today I was (laughs) re-watching a portion of the Carlton Bulldogs game. Which was on FoxTEL and Melissa Hickey was giving the special comments. Yes. Now, if Melissa Hickey is free, can everyone just give her the special comments because she is hysterical. <laughs> she <laughs> pulls no punches. She has no filter. She says exactly what she thinks in a fun, funny, insightful way. She obviously knows a lot of the players, and so she definitely adds to the conversation. But at one point, they were talking about is it is it Mooney Moody, whose Moody yeah. relative is a horse train or something, yep. and um, Kelly Underwood says something, you know, gives a little back s- backstory and says that, you know, she had to choose between equestrian and football, and Lys- Hickey just says, it's not much of a choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to agree with her there. <laughs> but still, usually these special comments uh, <laughs> are, are regarding the football, not just, you know... <laughs> ...little barbs about people's life choices. Anyway, Hickey, you're hysterical. I'm also enjoying your Triple R uh, previews of the week on a Friday yeah, morning at 8.15. They're, they're very good, actually. They are very good. Tune into Bragfasters on Triple uh, R. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. Go, Hickey. All right. Round six. <sighs>
0: it's all right. Keep it together. Yeah.
1: Just First stage is anger. <laughs> just <laughs>
0: just live in the moment. We'll get through
1: Denial and then Denial. <laughs> Denial then anger.
0: Well, Friday
1: Afternoon. Twilight. I think it's a <laughs> yeah. three
0: o'clock game in Perth. Right. Um so
1: Hope it's a Trade's RDO or something. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So hopefully the school kids can get there. Mm. Um, but Frio take on Carlton.
1: Mm. What are you thinking? Well, Carlton need to win every game. Yep. Fremantle are getting so bloody close. Aren't they? I think it could be – it's a long road trip. Look, I don't really know. I think it could go either way. Yeah. You know, listeners are aware we're Carlton supporters. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm not – I don't think it's in the bag in the Mm. slightest.
0: I wonder what the weather's doing, actually. That could mm. be another factor.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a few injuries hovering around Carlton. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Bree Davy get back last week. But I think Lazar now might have got a bit hurt during the game. So, we'll mm-hmm. see whether she comes up um, their captain. Hopefully, she does. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I, I hope Carlton manage it. <laughs> but, you know, Freo would just be absolutely stinging from yeah. what's been happening. And coming off a one-point loss, yeah, so yeah. we'll see. Something that
0: Carlton do have in their favour is their ability to score quickly. Yeah. And like you said, you give Das mm. a half chance and yeah. she takes it. Um, but there's other players that are coming into the game now, like like Sheilaw and, and Bella Air. Yeah. Yeah. They've got some firepower.
1: Yeah, and, and Bianca Jacobson as well. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they definitely do. Like, uh, if I'm just thinking off the top of my head about the goal-scoring capacity of both those teams, it, I definitely am swaying towards Carlton. Mm, but, mm. Um, you know, Freya have a lot going on too. Yep. Mm.
0: Saturday morning, South Pine Sports Complex. The undefeated Brisbane Lions take on the Western Bulldogs. Mm. There is talk that skipper Katie Brennan – could make her return from an ankle injury. Her she hometown, just wants
1: a free flight, to Brizzy.
0: It's the up, yeah. Catch up with the nephew. <laughs> we know how it is, KB. Um, <laughs> if anyone offered us free flights, we'd take them. They'd it. probably take them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, it it kind of felt like you know, like we said when we spoke to to Meg, that the shackles were off a little bit for the mm. Bulldogs. They're playing with some freedom. They're they're really looking forward to getting away together as a team. Yeah, you know. Brisbane may have an emotional dip after yep. a big game on the
1: weekend. Yeah. Just they putting it out there. They might be a bit battered and bruised as well. Yep. So, yeah, look, it's Brisbane aren't, um, you know, without some chinks in their armour. I think I've said that before. But, yeah, it's just whether Bulldogs can find them and punish them for it. Mm. I think, um, you know, it would be nice to see um, – KB back out there to provide that forward line target, but as w- but as well just to um, provide that bit more structure to, to yeah. the Bulldogs. Yeah. But, um, look, I think that that will be a cracker of a game, yeah, to be same. Mm. I think they're all going to be. Mm. Mm. So, hopefully we see Katie back out there with not a ribbon in her hair. Mm. <laughs> Um, and Brittany Gibson
0: will be playing for the Brisbane Lions. Uh, she received a reprimand for her hit on Chelsea Randall.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I think Randall clearly played out the game unhindered, so yeah. Yeah. impact was insufficient Yeah, to warrant a suspension, but um, still pretty lucky, I think.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's, <laughs> it's the case between did you hit the person that could take it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> if I was playing AFL <laughs> w, I reckon lots of people would get reported for hitting me cuz I fall like a sack of <laughs> 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 But when you go up against tough nuts and they just bounce up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, it's much more forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday night another big game uh, TIO Stadium in Darwin. Mm. Adelaide take on Melbourne. Adelaide will be stinging after that loss yep. as will Melbourne. Yeah. This this is going to be another cracker. Yeah,
1: well, it's it's really going to shape the the final two. Um, you Absolutely, know, Adelaide, Adelaide want to make sure there's distance between them and everyone else, and um, yeah, Melbourne. This is their chance to um, you know get get in line with them on in terms of premiership points. Darwin's a big the big question mark. Like, what effect does that have um, on both the teams? I know that nine of the Adelaide girls are, are from there and would be used to the conditions, but yep. the rest aren't. So, yeah, that's a big question mark. I think um, Melbourne would just be, you know, those, those core players just are very competitive and would oh, be, yep. um, you know, not wanting this season to slip out of their grasp. Um, but, yeah, there's going to be some interesting matchups. In yeah. The, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Who goes head-to-head with Aaron Phillips? Paxi,
1: yeah, right, Jun- but maybe not junior. Yeah, it's 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 really it's, it's really hard to pick midfield matchups because yeah. sometimes you know Alicia Eva, the example we gave before, is a player that can kind of sacrifice her game to an extent, but then still attack when she gets the opportunity. Yeah, um, a lot of those players who are ball winners are often not in that position. So it's hard to think, and I and I kind of can't think of how Aaron Phillips would be the tagging role either. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. I'll be interested to see how this goes. Yeah,
0: I kind of hope it's just really open mm. game.
1: Yeah, but, but it there is you know that running joke of how do you, how can you tell a midfielder? Well, they don't have an opponent. <laughs> they never have an opponent. I always liked subbing in for midfielders because you'd ask them who you want and they'd say, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You ask a defender, they always know. Yes. All right? Yes. And, and when, where have you played the majority of your football, <laughs> Casey? In the back line. Yes. Where the real players play. <laughs> I'll get to my dif- my rant about defenders. That's why moment.
0: That's why you and Hickey are thick as thieves. <laughs>
1: because we know the responsibility mm. that comes with playing in the defensive Yes. Your mistakes are very public. <laughs> in the four line, you can do whatever you like. You can kick it out on the floor, No one cares.
0: <laughs> Sunday morning, first game at Olympic Park Oval, mm.
1: Collingwood take on GWS. Yeah. Well, both of those teams are coming into some form. Yep. Um, so, it'll be great for Collingwood to finally get on their home ground. Um, we saw them play a practice match there. Um, yeah. Look, it's... This is really hard round to talk about because all the matchups seem pretty even. Yeah, um, it's true. T- and since we don't tip, that probably helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, but look, I I just want GWS to keep steamrolling to the end of the season. I want to see them really pulling it together and give them such momentum going into next year. Like people have spoken about how this is a development year for them, but that makes it sound like it's you know there's nothing to play for this year. There is so yeah, much loads. and yeah, there's loads and um and it's... It, definitely for the development of the sport in that state, you know, if they come out of the season with, with a few more wins, then, you know, the enthusiasm in the state for more girls to be playing and more teams to pop up, will you know, that's just really going to help that. So, um, but Collingwood on their home turf, finally, mm-hmm. um, you know, they had the first two games of the season on Icon. Um, and So, yeah, I think they they'd want to be pissing a circle <laughs> <laughs> around their home turf. JC. Yep. I've got the feeling
0: you've got something you want to get off your chest.
1: <laughs> well, I might have been hinting at it throughout our discussion of the games. But I just want to talk about some of the defenders in this competition and what they've been doing. Okay. Here we go. Here, we <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Chelsea Randall was amazing mm. in that game. Nick Stevens and Stacey Livingston for Collingwood, outstanding. Hardiman and Davy at Carlton. Hardiman we probably haven't spoken about. I love watching her play, um, and she cut off a lot of forward entries um, over the weekend. Casler um, and Virgo at Brisbane. Tompkins and the re- the rest of GWS that last quarter. The fact that they managed to you know not let um, Melbourne score a goal. I just think defenders—they um, don't get the credit that they deserve, and I, I this has been um, bugging me. I think because you know the last few weeks, um, my hope's been—you know—we talked about how she's been got bad press and so on, and and people have spoken about how she's been double and triple teamed, and and I just feel that that gives defenders no credit <laughs> for what is actually happening because I feel like saying double and triple team implies that. Um, she or any other forward has two or three direct opponents and that's just not how it is. Mo would have one direct opponent but her, you know, defenders, you know, we talk about there's a back six so you work together as a team. So she would have one direct opponent and as the ball's coming in, the next closest defender makes a decision, okay, the ball's coming in, can I make it to to get to that contest if it's going to Mo? Can I chop off the lead? Where's my player? What? Where's the most dangerous you know where where can I be most dangerous, or where are the forwards? You know where are the dangerous forwards, and they make decisions in the in the split seconds. So yes, there would be times when the ball comes in to Mo and she's one on two other people because someone's dropped off to mm. to do that. Um, and I just yeah, I, I, that's been really annoying me because <laughs> defenders are smart. Um, you know, it takes it takes a particular personality to to be back there and put you, put your hand up to be back there because y- when you do make a mistake, it is very public. It can mean the difference between your team winning and losing, um, and so when things like that get said, it really annoys me. And there have been some defenders in this competition who have been match winners but they don't get the credit for it because they don't get the disposals. You know, mm. defenders don't rack up disposals in the same way unless they are rebounding off half-back. Yeah. You know, because they, they just stop their forward. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, that does really annoy me and, you know, I, I, I know lots of people talk about how, you know, defenders will never win brown lows and never win best and fairest because they don't have the stats to back it up even though they might have match-winning performances because they nullify forwards. Um. So that is my rant mm. about today. But about it, it, it for today,
0: it goes to s- to okay. say a lot about um, Nicola Stevens, though, because particularly oh she in got that Freo, Freo game. Yeah. She got like twenty one disposals or oh, something. Yeah. So she's okay. intercept, marking, reading the ball, defending her opponent, but she's also rebounding the ball. Mm. She yeah, phenomenal game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I know that in in a lot of strong teams, the defenders all you know often refer to themselves. ...as a team within a team. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, it's it's teamwork. You have to have that understanding with your teammates... ...to be able to leave your player... Mm. ...and double team yeah. a dangerous forward.
1: Yeah, because you, you have to make these kind of calculated... ...risky decisions all the time... ...and so you need the backing of your teammates to, to do that. And I think, you know, um, as these AFLW teams have got together... ...they've only had a couple of months to really gel. So... The defensive units that have managed to do that, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of in awe of them that they managed to to um, get in tune with one another so quickly. Especially when you know they only probably do a few little intra club match type things. You know, they don't get to have that um, game day practice many times before it's happened. So anyway, look, go defenders. Um, we don't we don't get much praise. I'm st- I'm still using my I'm still saying we like this is. Wishful thinking, like I'll ever play defence ever again. But <laughs> 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 well, once a defender, always a defender. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so, um, have you you have you been impressed with Courtney Cramey then for the yeah, Crows? Because yeah. I mean, she's been you know a midfielder for SA mm. for years and years, and yeah. she's she's taken on this new role and gone back. She's another one that didn't play in that mm. practice match against Frio in the preseason. Yeah, but she's just really solid.
1: Yeah and i think the like the midfield experience means that you've got a lot of that um the footy smarts and the spatial awareness stuff that you know obviously are so good for a defender mm. uh, when you are then trying to create the play coming out of coming out of the back line yeah she's been really good and i think it it helps adelaide as well that they have such an experienced player who knows all the plays and can predict all the things in the back line yep. she's seeing it from the back line she's getting that view looking out so yeah, that's that's I think whether however that came to be whether that was Bet Goddard or Courtney Cramer herself, that's a good move. Mm. Yeah.
0: So for more recent listeners, we've we have referenced this episode where you talked about some coaching tips. Did you want to just go through those again for as a refresher?
1: Oh sure. Um. So they were number one: learn how to kick on both feet. Try and if you're just a uh, little kids starting out to practice it from from when you're young um there's lots of videos on youtube and stuff that will help you um that's something that i wish that i had put more time into um yeah because especially when you you go up the chain and you play in high divisions the the game is just a lot faster and so Mm. your ability to kick on both feet um is really invaluable because you don't need to run around and get back onto your um your dominant foot. The second one was contested marking. So, um, working on that. Don't be like me who closes their eyes when they try and <laughs> mark the ball. It doesn't help. Um yeah, especially in this um competition we're seeing that there aren't a lot of players who can reliably take the contested mark. And the third one was um being able to get a clearing handball away whilst you're being tackled. Um, Aliso day is very good at this. There are lots of players that are um developing it, but um you know in a in a close tight contested game that y- there's not a lot of room, so there's tackles happening all the time, but that doesn't mean that you just need to lie down on the ground and fake punch the ball mm. <laughs> you know you do have a couple of seconds to still get rid of that ball and so if you manage to keep your arms free and your um you know you keep your peripheral vision switched on then you can often get a clearing hand pass out to a teammate so those were three things that i um, mentioned a few podcasts ago that i felt like um when i'm watching games and something exciting happens or a goal finally um, happens or a, a good s- passage of play happens it's because a player has managed to execute one or more of those skills mm.
0: i think i've got a fourth okay to add to the mix and i, I want to bounce this off you sure the ability to gather a ground ball at pace yeah. and dish off mm. or dispose of. Yeah. We saw. We, we talked about Jamie Lambert's goal yeah, in the yeah. first quarter. It was a beautiful raking mm. kick from almost 50 metres out. But just prior to that, she's been able to run at full pace and gather the ball. Yeah. I think Deanna Barry did it in the wet against GWS. Just, you know, Darcy does it every week. Yeah. That ability to be running full pace towards the ball, gather and dish off yeah. before anyone has a chance to, to lay a glove on you. Yeah, Do you think that is another one to add to the mix?
1: Yes. However, I think the list is very long. <laughs> <laughs> um, the list could be very long. But yes, definitely. I Just now you mentioning it and I can picture these instances in my mind. Um, and, you know, whether the ball's on the ground or if it's below knee level or, or whatever, girls that can just, yeah, slightly kneel down and and get it but they're still still at full pace yeah it does create um it does create action creates play and Mm. and creates good opportunities um yeah but it's something that i've i've been a bit surprised at because i guess that i expected that all aflw players would be able to Mm. do this and i guess we're just seeing that because there's eight teams um, the talent and the elite hashtag elite talent has been distributed. Um, not everyone has those skills, and and or you know, they might have one, but they don't have the rest. So we'll see that develop over time. But if you're just getting started, or um, you're junior or you Auskick, or um, yeah, I think they're things to work on, especially the the kicking on um, both feet. You know, you can practice your ball drop just by yourself. Um, mm. if you your left and right hands
0: well yeah coaching tips Mm. jc and smearns yeah wasn't quite an ask but we did a little shout out on twitter asking if anyone had any hot topics they wanted to discuss now we did we did have a couple of questions come our way but look we're we're not really
1: (laughs) we don't know the answers we don't know the (laughs) answers
0: because we're not really official spokespeople for the afl
1: Although if um, the AFL would like to employ us in any official in fl- capacity. yes, <laughs> We'll take it. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the folks at Chicks Talking Footy, they wanted to know, will there be extra time if the GF – I think they mean grand final. Yeah,
1: not girlfriend. No. <laughs> or
0: gluten-free. <laughs> or gluten-free. If the is, gluten-free is drawn. <laughs> at halftime.
1: Will celiacs pass out?
0: <laughs> I think they mean grand final. Mm. If, if it's drawn at full time, will there be extra time – I would say yes. Yeah, I think it's a yes. I would, yeah, yeah, mainly because that's just that's what they've decided to do in the
1: men's. So mm. I would and assume, that, and that's what it is, local footy, local women's footy. So I can't imagine that they've gone with something different for AFLW.
0: Yep, Dad and Mog, another great podcast. How are you going, guys? They uh, <laughs> they want to know will the AFL make a public apology about scheduling. A game at a 43,000 seat stadium at 3pm. I think they're referring to the Carlton-Frio
1: game on oh. Friday. I read that and I was like, I don't know what this is referenced to but because I'm on East Coast time. Um, I doubt it. Do yeah, they I publicly apologise for anything? Mm. Mm. They ha- they asked a
0: follow-up question, and what are the chances of Adelaide's women's team making Norwood home sensational old ground? Well, it does look like a sensational old yeah, ground. Yeah, it does. Um, I've never been in it. I've driven past it often in when I've been in Adelaide, but um, yeah, it looks like a great ground.
1: Mm. Uh, we don't know what the chances are, but maybe if Courtney Cramie listens to us, mm. maybe she can uh, tell us what the chances might be. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. It's lovely to, to see these grounds getting used.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I mean, I love watching footy at Princess Park. Mm. I just oh, so know, do I. It's just great. Yeah. And I can walk there. It's <laughs> even better. Um, but I also did want to read out an email that we got sent <laughs> in February. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't check the email very often, oh. but I did check it this morning. I'm very sorry. But Laura Turner is the captain of the Great Britain Swans and England Vixens Australian Rules football team. And I'd like to read out the email she sent to us Go for it. Uh, in part. Hi, I just want to drop you a line to say how much I enjoyed listening to your podcast. I enjoyed the discussions about individual player strengths and team tactics, as I feel this has been somewhat absent from other media productions. Mm. Uh, we are listening and picking up tips in the UK in preparation for the International Cup in Melbourne in August. I hope the Aussies can get as excited about our tournament as they are about AFLW.
1: Thank you, Laura. Thank you for sending that email, and apologies that Alison doesn't know how to check an email address. <laughs> um, just because I have to log in, get, <laughs> and I have to remember the password. Yeah, but um, look, I apologise for my tidbits. I hope you're not coaching from. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, look, that's that's amazing that you're um, that you're listening. We hope we're we are offering something a little different to everything else that's out there about. Um, A4W, um, and we'll keep going to the end of the season where we'll both collapse in a heap of tears and footy cards crumpled in our hands. Um, yeah, look, it's we're enjoying it so much and glad we get to share it with everyone, even in the UK. Yes. There was one thing I... I, I if anyone that has any power to do with the rules or the restructuring for next year is listening to this. Can we please deal with the time on thing? Because (laughs) when there are only 15 minute quarters, and there is only one ball, it seems, there is no esky bag of balls behind the goal. Yeah, where is the esky bag? I don't know. So, you, you know, after a behind, I think maybe they turn the clock off then, but you can kick the ball out of the boundary and just waste time and waste time and waste time because there's no time on. And... And that's what we do at, at local level because yeah. we're amateurs and mm. these are some of the tricks that you can do <laughs> at amateur footy. But I feel like when that is a rule that's, you know, supposedly the highest level that women mm. can play, I just feel like it brings it down a notch and it and it cuts into the time that already such short quarters. When you compare that to the 25-minute quarters that VFL Women's played last year, it just... It's crap. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I know that the...
0: I know they've made... The quarter's shorter because the game is being played in summer. Mm, Yeah. So, maybe in a a few years when it shifts to a winter competition, that's something that they will look at. But, yeah, I mean, Saturday night's an example. I just wanted that game to go for longer longer and, you know, not have time wasted by someone getting winded, Yeah. (laughs) you know, that type of thing.
1: And, look, and it's just, you know, you can waste five minutes by keeping the ball on the wing and just keep bashing it out. You yep. just bash it over the line, you yep. bash it over the line, you bash and it over the line and yeah. the top, the tock the, the to- clicks off. The clock <laughs> ticks <laughs> along and um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't like it. I think it, it's amateurish really. Mm. JC has spoken. Take heed, AFL. Yep.
0: So when I'm not wearing my This AFL Life podcast hat, I am wearing my Change Her Game founder hat. And, Julia, you are also on the board of Change Our Game.
1: Am I? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes.
0: (laughs) We've announced a rather exciting initiative. Change Our Game is predominantly about raising the profile of women in sport. But when we formed a board last year, we decided to take it a little bit further. And we are going to practically assist female athletes Mm. in the very near future. And we've announced the Change Our Game Athlete Assistance Grants And we'll be having a fundraising event in early April. But prior to that, we've also launched some foundation memberships. Now, there's two types of memberships. One is $50. The other is $100. The $100 membership guarantees you a ticket to our fundraising event in April. So if you're interested in supporting female athletes, please visit changehergame.com. And there is a link on the homepage. Follow that and help us out. Yeah. Um, But that is all we've got time for. We've had a few more reviews on iTunes this week and we love them. So keep it coming through. And remember that you can also subscribe and or give us a rating. We're also on SoundCloud. And, of course, you can connect with us on social media at this AFL life. And we do have an email address, which I will now (laughs) check more regularly this life at gmail.com
1: yeah so all our future sponsors that really want to sponsor us please shoot Al an email it's we're about to get inundated <laughs> yeah it's going to happen
0: yeah any day now yeah. yeah but uh but thanks for that and we will see you next week bye